What's happening, people? Pete Davidson here, back with another version of the Rotobomb podcast. It's Tuesday, so we're talking waiver wire, and as always, we like to make this podcast as short as possible. I know some of you guys don't get to it until later in the day, and then you got to make claims, so uh, hopefully we can do this in less than a half an hour, maybe even significantly less. Uh, we'll, we'll see how well I do with uh, limiting the verbiage. Um, it's it, it actually it's not a real big uh, group today, and really I don't know maybe just a couple guys that we haven't gone on about you know at length uh, in August and throughout the year on this podcast. So um, really nothing nothing I'm going to go into here that you guys haven't heard before. So I'll I'll keep a lot of it short and sweet. Um, I will be working on this pod uh, excuse me this waiver wire throughout the rest of the day. Uh, I got a game tonight and I'm leaving early so this thing should be wrapped up around five o'clock. No updates uh, coming after that uh, which is sort of good if you're looking to sort of get your ducks in a row. Um, I will be you know on and off Twitter uh, throughout the rest of the day. so if you have a question, something specific that uh, is not addressed in the article or the pod or you know you just want a second opinion, hit me uh, as long as you get it out there by say, two o'clock or so, I should get to just about everything. Um, and then tomorrow morning, uh, for those of you who have waiver wire on Wednesday, which now is more than half my leagues, by the way, um, I, I should be up pretty early. So feel free to hit me on Twitter tomorrow morning if you have any questions about claims. So let's get into the positions here. Again, definitely looking to make this podcast as short as possible to get you guys you know, some context to some of these things, but without bending your ear too much. Um, Let's let's start with the quarterbacks. I've got Daniel Jones at the top. The matchup with the Jets, obviously a big reason. Uh, but as I've been saying, Jones' playoff matchups are so good. I just love him as that break glass, if necessary, quarterback if you have a good team. Uh, so, you know, for whatever that's worth. Tannehill, obviously the next guy up, has the Chiefs this week. That's great. Uh, Darnold, you know, look... You guys don't have to follow me into the breach on this one. I, I'm really not worried about Sam Darnold. I'm worried about the Jets. They're a fucking train wreck, and it, you know it's a joke that that coach still exists. Um, but uh, look, the schedule's really good uh, for Darnold. I, I really do think he's going to be fine. Uh, he's got really good weapons at this point. You know, he's going to have a, a healthy Robbie Anderson, which he just missed on two touchdowns last week. Obviously, Crowder is uh, in sync with him. He's going to get Herndon back. Uh, the Jets are actually a pretty good offensive team when it comes to the skill positions. Uh, it's just, you know, keeping the quarterback upright. But having that big, always open target in the middle of the field in Herndon, uh, I think will help Darnold. And quite frankly, <clears throat> you know, him throwing jump balls to some of his smaller receivers hopefully won't happen as much uh, with Herndon in the mix. So uh, I like Darnold. Uh, if you need to get a starter over the next couple weeks and the good matchups, he's going to be playable. But hey, there's other options out there for those of you who don't want to trust me on this. And you know, hey, I can forgive that for sure. I may add another streamer or two to the final wire. Uh, but let's jump over to the running backs. Ronald Jones. Now, for those of you who trust me, you've got this guy. Because I've been telling you all year, just keep him rostered. So hopefully, like 90% of you Rotobonners already have Ronald Jones, and you're not going to have to plunk down a huge chunk of what's left of your money to get him. If he's out there and available, you should do that. Because not only... I mean, back up for a second. We're not chasing shadows here anymore. I've been telling you guys all year that eventually Arians... He's probably going to make this guy the starter once he gets to the point where Arians is comfortable with him. He wasn't going to let this particular player have it before he'd earned it 
because this player needs to tighten up certain portions of his game. Hopefully that's what's happened. If that's the case, not only should we have a guy with opportunity, but we should have a guy who's sort of coming into his own on the NFL level. And let's not forget what a great scheme this is. I mean, you have two alpha receivers that are occupying safeties. There is room underneath in this offense. Jones is a guy could have some monster games down the stretch. This is a guy who could change leagues. Uh, so get him on your team. I mean, even if you are in great shape at running back, just get him on your team. Keep him away from your uh, you know, your opposition. Um, Alexander Madison, same thing we've been saying all year. Best handcuff, I think, available to anyone uh, outside of maybe, you know, Zeke's handcuff. You know, I guess Pollard would be a better one. Um Kareem Hunt, you know, he's taken in most leagues, but available in enough where, especially if you're a chub owner, just go get the guy, man. I mean, uh, you know, you, you could argue Hunt is a better handcuff than Madison, you know, if, if the Browns were, you know, if the Browns offense was working better. Uh, Daryl Henderson, a pretty easy one at this point, you know, Gurley's injury stuff, plus the fact that Brown isn't healthy, all Rams backs need to be owned. Uh, Kalen Balaj. Now this one will be interesting, this Balage thing, because you know, in, you know, unless the Dolphins do something like add a name somehow uh, off the wire, you know, Balage is basically going to be getting everything now with Walton suspended, Drake gone. You know, as I've said several times, you know, you put a fire hydrant in the middle of the field, Balage will run right into the thing. But he, look, you give this guy twenty touches, he can do some stuff. Any back with twenty touches, this guy's big and fast. When he avoids the fire hydrant, he'll make some big plays, uh, and he's going to get the goal line to the extent that the Dolphins exist inside the five yard line. So you know, horses for courses, as I like to say. But Balage is a guy now. You, you have to add him, even if you're like me and you can't stand him. You got to add him. Uh, Darius Geis, uh, bye week this week for Washington, but when he comes back, he should be in a timeshare, which he is in position to quickly turn into his thing. If he does that, boom, we got an RB two the rest of the way, and. Um, I should have done this before. I'm going to pull up the uh, the Redskins matchups here. Uh, let's just take a look. I don't recall them being particularly good, but I just you know while we're here, let's hit this. So so you guys don't go have to you know have, don't have to go do this on your own. Um, so they come out with the Jets. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, then the Lions. Nothing wrong with that. Carolina's tough. Green Bay's mediocre. Philly's a tough run matchup. But hey, you know what? Even for the good teams. Giants week 16. So you put him on your bench. He's a flex if you need him. And then if things break right and you get to week 16 and you have a problem at running back, boom, you got a starter in a, in a plus matchup. So Geis is definitely a guy, you know, if he's sitting out there, go get him. Go get him. Put him on your bench. Uh, Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell for the Jets. This is about Le'Veon Bell's injury. He had an MRI. We haven't heard much about the results, which probably means it's not a big deal. But keep your head in a swivel. If you're a Bell team in, in a deep league, you might want to add one of these guys just in case. Uh, and, you know, I will update this throughout the day. And also, uh, I won't update the article tomorrow, but, you know, keep a, keep an eye on my Twitter feed. Uh, if we hear Bell is out, people are going to be running to the wire for Timo and Bilal. My gut says Bilal will actually be worth more. He's a better player, better running back at least. Uh, but, you know, who knows what the Jets are going to do. They're you know, completely off their tree. Uh, J.D. McKissick uh, probably should be uh, ranked higher than the Jets' backs unless something breaks on Bell. But, uh, look, he played almost 40% of the snaps last week. Uh, he's getting around four targets now each game. If we can get that up to six or seven, we got ourselves a player in PPR League. So keep an eye on McKissick. Roster him if, you know, Ty Johnson is like your RB2 or RB3. Uh, and just keep an eye on this situation, you know, in PPR. It could be a thing. Uh, Trey Edmonds for the Steelers obviously looked good, ripped off some yardage, has some has some ability as a runner. Uh, the question is, what's the deal with Connor and Snell? Um, in some deep 
deep leagues, Edmonds is, you know, a guy you could add, particularly if you're relying on those Steelers, um, you know, or if you're just looking for a guy who might break free and be a flex play for a short period, um, he's a guy to uh, pay attention to. But, uh, you know, keep tabs on the Steelers, because for all we know, uh, later today we'll find out that uh, the Steelers' backs are all trending well with health. Um, and obviously Samuels is there to uh, you know snap uh, snack blah, 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 snatch up uh, a lot of the playing time in the interim. Um, moving on, and by the way, I may add you know three or four more backs um, to the final wire. Obviously, you got your handcuffs. Um, you know, I didn't throw too many of them in there. Talked about a few, but you know, guys like Gus Edwards, Rashad Penny, uh, maybe Mostert, uh, the Raiders backs. Uh, some of these guys may be uh, worth picking up on a le- on a week um, where we uh, may have some needs. Moving over to the receivers. Um, Devontae Parker up at the top of the list. His matchup with the Colts this week is just okay, and the and the Bills next week is nothing to write home about. Cleveland could be a rough one, depending on the state of their uh, defensive backfield in Week 12. But starting in Week 13, you get the Eagles, the Jets, the Giants, and then the Bengals in Week 16. So, you know, Parker has got a lights-out playoff schedule. Definitely a guy I'd like at the end of my rosters, even if I'm not playing him. Um, and then we've got uh, Zach Pascal. Uh, got a matchup with the Dolphins this week, and uh, he's a nice play. Should be leading uh, that receiver core for the Colts, so he's a really good short-term pickup. Uh, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, depending on their avail- availability, are great ads. They've got Kansas City this week. Obviously, we like those guys. We've talked about them all year. Uh, Cole Beasley, I've been just begging people to pick him up. He's still available in most leagues. Uh, he just keeps scoring touchdowns. And, uh, you know, he's got Cleveland this week. I don't think that's going to be a particularly tough slot matchup. So Beasley's a guy you can just keep playing. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a down week, but I love his situation. Uh, so I would keep him. Uh, like the playoff matchups for him, week 14 and 16. Uh, Josh Reynolds on the Rams, you know, t- got into him last week on the pod. He never really got it done for us. He made, you know, scored a couple touchdowns to save games last year, um, but you know, Cooks has had multiple head injuries, so we don't know. He may be he's out this week. It looks like, but he might be out, you know, next week and beyond for all we know. So uh, Reynolds is a guy, especially in deeper leagues, who has some appeal. Um, Keelan Cole's on the wire mostly, you know, because if you have a, if you're a D.D. Westbrook owner in a deep league where you can't pick much up, he's a guy who might be available and he can protect you uh, for as long as D.D.'s out. Now D.D. may return this week and it's a non-issue, uh, but still, you know, you can protect yourself until you find out and then you open up a roster spot, um, or you might end up playing him. You know, it's that that's why you do it. Um, Deion Kane and Chester Rogers. Obviously, Rogers is playing ahead of Kane, but it looks like. Both T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell are going to be out this week. Uh, Campbell, you know, can't catch a break. Well, literally caught a break, I guess. He was looking good out there, uh, but I guess has a, a small fracture in his hand. Uh, sounds like he'll, he will be out a week or so with that. I'm not sure exactly sure how that works. Uh, we'll find out more about him, but it definitely sounds like he's out this week. So unless T.Y. pulls a miracle return, uh, there's going to be a lot of playing time available for the Colts this week. Pascal's the obvious option, uh, but Kane uh, should be uh, playing outside, and he definitely, uh, you know, I think if uh, if Hoyer is the starter, uh, that actually makes the outside weapons a little more viable, in my opinion. Uh, and Chester Rogers should be a volume weapon in the slot. Uh, so these guys uh, maybe aren't pickups tonight, maybe. Um, in deeper leagues, maybe they are. But these are definitely guys who, throughout the week, you could just pick up, depending on how things break for your roster. Uh, in, in Kill Harry, I threw in there really... 
just to sort of needle hack it <laughs> a little bit. But I mean, look, this guy has some real potential if he can break through. It's not going to be easy to break through, though. You know, they, they paid a lot for Sanu. Edelman's a staple. Uh, and Dorsett's playing good football. So Harry's going to need to force himself into the rotation. I think, a you know, a, a, a goal area, you know, a red zone, green zone role kind of thing. I can definitely see that. Uh, but that sort of makes him like a touchdown-dependent tight end. If he can grind out enough of a role where he's giving you 50 yards a week plus touchdown potential, then maybe we have something. So he's a guy to keep an eye on in deeper leagues. You could roster him as a stash. I, I don't mind it. Um, I will add some more receivers to the final wire. Um, I think Albert Wilson will be there with the injuries uh, in Miami. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, I'll look at ownership rates. Uh, I have to check out Dorsett's. I might throw him on there. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton is another deep ad if he ever gets it going. Um, Darius Slayton's got to look at this week. He could light the Jets up if Sterling Shepard doesn't play. Uh, I think Debo Samuel is a deep pickup. Um, so, you know, guys like that. Um, and now let's just jump down here to the tight ends and... Uh, We'll get you guys out of here. Maybe we can actually have a podcast uh, under 30 minutes. Wouldn't that be a miracle? Of course, just as I say that, a little information just came across uh, the wire. Uh, the Jets are now signing Josh Adams to the active roster. Uh, people will immediately interpret this as uh, Le'Veon Bell being like out for the year or something. And I mean, hey, maybe that is what's going on. We'll find out maybe later today. Uh, and I'll, I'll keep tabs on that up until about 5 o'clock, as I said earlier. Uh, but this could also be about Ty Montgomery, who got whacked, I believe it was on, um, it might have been, uh, on. It, I think it was on, the Jets were punting. I think he got caught uh, trying to make a block um, on the Jets punt team, uh, and I think he hurt his knee. I'm not 100% sure. We'll find out more about what's wrong with Ty Mo, but he was down on the field for a while, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's the thing versus Bell. So keep our heads on a swivel there. There should be some opportunity in this jet backfield on some level, uh, and we'll find out later in the day. But now we've got Le'Veon Bell. Uh, we've got Josh Adams, we've got Bilal Powell, and we've got Ty Montgomery. Uh, we're going to have to sort of uh, reconcile all of these guys uh, before we make our bids. And obviously, um, this is a situation you want to get the most updated information uh, on before you start making claims. Okay, let's get back to these tight ends. Um, well, let's start talking about these tight ends. Uh, not a bad week, really, to pick up a tight end. I mean, Chris Herndon's still out there in a lot of leagues. Um, <laughs> there's really nothing left to say about him. Look, he was active last week, which meant he could have played. He didn't have a full practice under his belt, so they kept him, you know, off the field. But, you know, if you just sort of play the tape and keep going, it would seem that he should be full at practice probably by Thursday this week. Um, if he's not practicing fully by Friday, then he's probably not a great start this week and you have to look somewhere else. My guess is that he is the starter for the Jets this week, certainly by next week uh, at the way, you know, again, he was active last week. They wouldn't have done that if he was too injured to play. Um, so I think Herndon's a great ad. He's a guy who could, I mean, the guy could be a legit impact player. Um, and then Noah Fant, who, you know, we talked about him, you know, we talked last week about how his opportunity is going to be on the rise, they're going to the kids, uh, it's, it's not a bad organization, but we can count on organizations to behave in certain ways, and Noah Fant is a big player for them, they invested a ton in him, they don't want to look bad, but more, more than that, this guy's a very talented player, and we know that even though he's a bit of a, 
you know, he's an offensive tight end. He's not a grinder. He's not a guy who is a tremendous blocker. Although I do think he's underrated as a blocker. Um, he's not con- he's not as consistent as Hawkinson, but he can do some good things, particularly in the open field. But what makes Fant special, and this is why we love him in fantasy, is the guy's big. He's fast. He can make big plays. We saw that. This guy had a 75-yard touchdown run. It was O.J. Howard kind of stuff. Um the difference between Fant and Howard is that teams aren't going to get caught up using him as a blocker because it's not his strength. His strength is clearly the offensive part of the game. So we love that for fantasy, obviously. Um, he, you know, uh, and, and really, 75 yards was just the, the beginning of it. He caught, I think, three balls for over 100 yards. Uh, and he's basically playing full-time now. In fact, let me just, uh, excuse me, I'm just going to pull up Fant's uh, data because I remember I liked it when I saw it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um... Yeah, last week, yeah, this this is a big deal, okay? Over the look at his trend in playing time: sixty-five in week eight, seventy-two in week seven, eighty-two percent snap rate in week eight, and he's up to eighty-six percent last week. That's when you're playing basically full time, you're going to be getting opportunities. And when you look at um, when you look at opportunity, the targets have been there. He's had 17 targets over the last three weeks, and that's gone from 7 yards to 26 to 115 uh, against the Browns in Week 9, plus the touchdown, which was his second of the year. So eight receptions over the last two games. This guy, if he just can take it up a half a notch, just one more notch, and start completing more of these plays... Uh, he's going to be a weekly starter. He's going to be a top 12 tight end. He's going to be a guy you can play in 10 team leagues. He's getting close. And again, this is a team that isn't trying to win games. They're just trying to play football in such a way where they can develop players. Uh, So Noah Fant is a guy I think needs to be owned pretty much anywhere where tight ends have value. You know, if you're a 10 team single tight end league, then maybe he's not a guy to add. But apart from stuff like that, I think you got to pick up Noah Fant. Uh, O.J. Howard, same as last week. He's coming up to buy now. If the hammy's ready to go, he's got a phenomenal matchup this week. So roster him and use him and then adjust going forward. If he has a big week, maybe we've got something. If he stinks against the Cardinals, you can cut him until 2020. Uh, Mike Gusecki, I have to say, is a guy that I like the way he looks now for a couple weeks, but the opportunity wasn't there. Then against the Jets... He was getting all, all kinds of opportunity, caught uh, six balls, uh, which was every single one of his targets, 95 yards. One of them was a big play, uh, but it was a nice catch. He's looking really good. He's not fighting the football at all. We're seeing those soft, supple hands uh, that we saw in his college film. Uh, the Dolphins just lost uh, Preston Williams. So I was getting ready to write his game off last week just because the Jets stink and, you know, a lot of it was Jet-related stuff. But now that he's had a good, strong game, the playing time for him is up. In fact, let's just take a quick... I'm going to take a quick look at that just to confirm that I'm correct on that. Um, But the trend here is very positive, and now we could have a fresh source of targets. Yeah, he's played 60% of the snaps over the last two weeks. Those are highs on the year uh, with the exception of week one. Uh, he was down in the 40s there for a while, so that's a you know that's a positive with Gasecki, and uh, you know like I said, six targets. Uh, he's had 13 targets over the last three games, and the production over the last four games has been playable, with the exception of Week Eight against the Steelers. So you know what, Gasecki in deeper leagues is a guy you can stick in there, uh, and he's a good stash play just in case he ends up sort of. 
you know, I think either him or Wilson is going to fill that target void left behind uh, by Preston Williams. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Jacob Hollister, not my favorite, but, you know, he's a guy who can catch the football, scored twice last week. He's got some buzz. He's moved in to the lead role uh, on the Seahawks. So if none of these other guys are available, or if you like Hollister more than Gusecki, which is a reasonable, uh, you know, thing to say, uh, you know, he's out there for uh, for pickups. Uh, there's definitely a couple more guys. I need to look at some of the ownership rates on some of these guys to make sure they're not too high. Uh, Janu Smith is still a guy to add, even though he stunk last week. Uh, but if Delaney Walker's still out, his opportunity is still going to be there. In super deep leagues, Irv Smith, particularly uh, if we find out that Thielen's going to be out for an extended period, period of time, he could be a really good add. Um, so he's another guy to watch. Uh, I got to look at Jason Witten's ownership rates now, but you know he was pretty active last night, so he's another guy to consider. And um, how about that, man? That's that's going to do it for the waiver wire pod. Uh, we're going to come in probably around 25 minutes here total, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think it's our first time under 30 uh, this season. And this, you know, going forward, uh, this is how I want this to be, something you guys can grab, listen to in 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and along with the article, you're sort of up to speed with what you want to do. Um, not sure if I'm going to have a, um, a Wednesday pod or not. Um, I'm thinking probably less than 50%, but you know, if something breaks or if there's something I want to talk about, I'll throw a quick pod out there. Uh, but apart from that, this is going to be a typical week. Lineup uh, rankings will be going up on Thursday. Uh, my start article is now going to be posted on Fridays on WEI, so that's something you can check out uh, to get an early beat on what I'm doing for DFS. Uh, I, I'm sort of interested to know how you guys did in DFS last week because it's odd. A lot of my core plays did great. But unfortunately for me, lineup construction got me away from Russell Wilson in about half my lineups, and that really, really cost me. I had a bad week. I, Thankfully, I didn't throw the whole bankroll in there. I still have plenty of money to work with, but uh, it was my first legit bad week, um, really, in, in over a month. So hopefully you guys didn't have those same lineup construction problems that I had, and hopefully you stuck um, with Wilson. But I... In an effort to jam in Cook and McCaffrey, I lost Wilson on a lot of lineups, and boy, did that cost me, because Cook just, it just didn't happen for Dalvin. Anyway, again, hopefully you guys didn't go down that same road as me. Hopefully you just stuck with the plays I laid out there, in which case you might have done okay. Uh, give me some feedback for that on Twitter. I'm always interested to know how you guys are doing um, with all the materials, but in particular with the DFS, um, you know, on a weekly, on a week-to-week basis. Um so that's that's pretty much going to do it. And um, again, thanks to everybody for listening to the Rotobomb podcast. Uh, you'll notice I'm not hitting you guys up for donations. As I said, that's something that um, when your season comes to an end, uh, if you know if you don't mind, consider making a donation to Rotobon and make it commensurate with what you think Rotobon's given to you for the football season. Uh, you know that's how we roll. I mean, you know, yeah, we want to keep the lights on on the site, and uh, sure, I'd like to be compensated for some of my time, but we don't, you know. We're not going to sit there and ask for things in advance. We're going to earn it and then count on you to be a decent sort and uh, and toss us a tip. Uh, think of us as that musician on the subway with their, uh, you know, with their guitar case open. If, if the sounds are nice, you know, throw us a dollar, um, you know, or maybe a little more than a dollar. Um, anyway, if you cannot make a donation when that time comes... Uh, Consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform. It really does help us acquire new listeners. Um, and, you know, the more people listen to the pod, the more 
people can conceivably donate, and the less I'll have to hammer you guys for donations when that time comes. But again, uh, ratings on your particular platform and reviews of the pod are very helpful. Uh, and I'm not asking for five-star reviews unless it's something you want to do. Four-star reviews, okay. Um, but, you know, whatever you need to do, hell, give us a one-star review if you think we suck. But why are you listening <laughs> in that case? But sincerely, the, the reviews really do help, um, as do retweets and, and any kind of positivity you can bring uh, to us on social media. So again, thanks to everybody for following the pod. It means a lot to me. Uh, the listenership is really up the, up this year, by the way. We're probably going to hit 10,000 downloads uh, pretty soon. Uh, and that's not for the year, but since we put the, the podcast back up um, with the feed on Podbean. Uh, we were doing our own private RSS before, you know, it, it wasn't working as well. Um, but uh, really, since then, you guys have been great. Um, and we're growing, which is amazing. And we actually haven't seen a big drop-off during the season yet. I'm still getting um, pretty good listens um, on the podcasts. Now, this will be a decent one. We're at week 10 now. So hopefully listenership isn't down on this particular pod. That would be a bad sign. Uh, but, you know, look. Keep, keep positive, guys. Even if you're a 3-6 and six team, you can still make a run and get in the playoffs. Um, I will be getting more uh, schedule-centric going forward. I'll probably, I, I, at some point, maybe next week, I'll start introducing schedules into the Rotobon pod. Not in the EEI version because they've got some limitations. They actually want me at like under a thousand words, which is why that uh, wire is so, it's getting shorter and shorter for those who have noticed. Um, but that's why you should come over to Rotobon because I'm never going to shortchange you guys over here. Um, and then obviously in most leagues next week, we're moving into um, trading deadline time. Uh, so if I do anything tomorrow with the pod, it'll probably have something to do with maybe some some you know types of, types of guys you can um, you know target in trades. But definitely next Wednesday, I think I will uh, you know as long as I've got the time and the ability to do it, uh, we'll do a podcast on trades. And if I can't do that, sure as shooting, Jim Hackett and I next Friday uh, we'll turn the WEI off day pod into a trading deadline podcast. You can count on that. Uh, okay, you can sort of hear me losing my voice. Uh, I've been talking a lot lately. So uh, we're going to wind this thing up. Uh, that is the Rotobon podcast for today, Tuesday, November 5th. Good luck in your bids tonight. Go get Jones if you can. If not, go get Parker or maybe Herndon or Fant. But whatever you do, especially if you're one of these teams near the end, be aggressive. Go get them, folks. What's good? What's good? Not much at all. Hey, baby, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Not much at all. What's good? What's good? What's good? Life's good. Life's good, life's good. What's good, life's good, but not fair at all.